Hello, today is Tuesday, February 11th, and this is the next edition of the podcast, A Work in Progress. I'm Daryl Fairchild, your host and city commissioner here in the city of Dayton, Ohio. And the podcast is uh, our effort to create a community of learners to learn about issues in the city and the work that the city does. And we want to do that in a way that's interactive. So if you're tuning in on Facebook, you can ask questions. And uh, near the end of the podcast, we'll look at those and see if we can answer uh, some of those. And not only interactive, but we also want to create a community where we respect one another. So even though while we might disagree on some of the topics and issues that we face as a city, um, we can definitely respect one another. And so we want to have a, um, a conversation that's both respectful, engaging, and uh, where we're learning. And today we have um, a special guest, and it's Tony Kroger, the manager of the Division of Planning here at the City of Dayton. And congratulations to you, Tony, because this is a fairly recent uh, title change and job responsibility change. You want to tell us about that? Sure. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, Planning Division Manager now uh, for a few months, um, but I've been with the city for uh, about 15 years now, always in the Planning Division. So. I've uh, worked hard to get here, and I'm very pleased to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Great. Well, we're looking forward to talking to you about um, some of the planning, and particularly the work that the Urban Design Associates are doing. Um, in your spare time, you're an author, and oh. you have, a, you have a, a great title of a book that's almost uh, completed. So tell us just a bit about that. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. So, uh, yeah, I'm working on a, a title called His, Hidden History of Dayton. Uh, I have a contract through History Press. Uh, kind of putting the final finishing touches on it now, uh, get it off to the publisher, and then hopefully be out uh, towards the end of this year. So thanks for asking. It's, a, it's an exciting thing. There's lots of stories to tell in the city of Dayton. Well, we might have to put that on our horizon to bring you back for the podcast to talk about the hidden to. stories in Dayton. Oh, I'd love to. Um, so this story isn't so hidden. <laughs> right. Um, when I was uh, running for city commission, one of the things I was calling for is for us to do a kind of a comprehensive plan, the 2020 plan. Yeah. Well, it's 2020, yeah, time and twice. so a bit dated, <laughs> and it, it's time to do a new one. And so um, we've started that over the last um, last 12 months, I guess, mm -hmm. and we hired a firm, uh, Urban Design Associates. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about who they are and the, pri and the work that they're doing. Give us a kind of the broad scope of that work. Sure. UDA, Urban Design Associates, is, uh, as the name suggests, an urban design firm and planning firm. Uh, very well respected throughout the country, uh, known to uh, have a high degree of ability in knitting together uh, previous efforts, previous plans, and putting a urban design spin on them to um, to help people visualize the possibilities and and help uh, leverage and induce investment. And to that end, that's, that's very much what we're working to do here. So, um, the, the process uh, involves, firstly, um, kind of uh, separating uh, various geographies out within the city, uh, in this case five different geographies that are, um, you know, coincidental with our land use boards. Um, and the idea is to take each geography and look at it in terms of what's been done, what's been planned. Yeah. Let, me, let me just stop there. So we should probably lay out where those geographies are. Sure. Right. So we have the greater down Day downtown Dayton mm -hmm. area, then West Dayton. Sure. West uh, runs south of, of the Wolf Creek, uh, and then, of course, west of the, the Great Miami. Okay. And then we're up at North Central. Sure, which is north of Wolf Creek and west of the Stillwater. Okay. And then we're over Northeast. Correct, which is north of uh, US 35 and um, 
east of the Stillwater. Okay, and then southeast. Right, which is the southeast part of the yeah. city outside of greater downtown. So it's really kind of four residential quadrant neighborhoods in the downtown make up the five. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, there's always commercial within there and in, in institutions, but yeah, so that's a good way to, to look at it. Okay, and so I interrupted you there. So we... We're looking sure. at this uh, geography. We have the Greater da Downtown Dayton Plan. Mm -hmm. UDA is really focused on those four primarily residential quadrants, if you will. Right. So it's been really exciting to look at uh, each of these geographies uh, and and think about the neighborhoods in terms of where would uh, investment be most catalytic. Uh, what are the key corridors and what can be done there? What can we do to uh, help city residents uh, improve their neighborhoods and, and really um, the key here being to attract attention and investment where it's needed. Okay. Um, so we've given this, uh, this, this task mm -hmm. to help us think through the, the vision of, of the neighborhoods. And I think it's fair to say that, I mean, we characterize it like a 40,000 foot view. Is mm -hmm. that right? Sure. And yep. not, um, not some bolts planning, but more vision, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they've been at this work for a bit, and one of the key pieces that we really needed them to do was to take some of the plans that were already in existence and start to put them together so that um, we have more of a, a, a full tapestry for each of the land use mm -hmm. areas. They've completed the work in West Dayton, um, and, that, and that's up online, right? So people can go and yes. look at, at, at the work they've done. And we can make sure we get a link to that into the into the comments below here on Facebook, so people can look at that for themselves. Tell us about what they did, and tell us you know one of the things that uh, that gets you really excited out of that initial work that they did on in the West Quadrant. Sure. So if if the thought here is um, to focus especially on those uh, particular areas within the West geography where investment where um, city efforts could lead to additional investment and leverage investment and, and, and bring, you know, attention and developers um, to this geography. Um, I guess the, the components that excite me the most are those um, in, say, the, uh, the Wright Factory site, uh, which, you know, there's tons of history, tons of potential. Uh, city owns a great deal of land, and um, it's important that we uh, are able to generate interest in these sites um, you know, and I think the same could be said around, um, say, the VA, which mm -hmm. is, of course, a very important institution. Uh, and, uh, and, and while a lot of uh, investment has been made in the right Dunbar geography, I think there's still strategic uh, efforts that can be made to help complete that area as well as the Wolf Creek uh, area to the north of it. Um, and, you know, what's interesting for me is that, you know, we hear, oh, you know, we don't need more pretty pictures, or this is just pie in the sky type of things. You know, we've already been using a lot of this imagery and talking to prospective developers that say, hey, what's, you know, I've been hearing good things about the city of Dayton. Um, could you introduce me to some potential sites? And it's already pretty useful for that. So this is, you know, a practical thing. Great. Um, one of the things that surprised me when I heard it, and I think about every person that I mention this to, it surprises them as well. One of the things that I don't know if UDA discovered it, if whether our planning department knew it, but that kind of got revealed through this process is that the owners of West Town mm -hmm. are the owners of um, Town and Country. Mm -hmm. And so while Town and Country has gone through two or three iterations of having their facades improved and um, investment back into that mm -hmm. property, 
during the same period. We haven't seen that in West Town. Um, have we been able to have conversations with those landowners? And yeah, the, the conversation has occurred, and we hope that it continue uh, that it, that it will continue. And I think more broadly, I, you know, you speak to, to partnerships, sure. and um, it's going to take something like that. We uh, obviously have challenges that neither just the city or nor just the the, the you know the private sector. Um, can really uh, address in, in, in a comprehensive way. So it's really going to take those kinds of partnerships, just like the one that you spoke of. Sure. And when I think of that West Town, I mean, one of the things that the UDA brought in that I thought um, was very helpful was that they, um, you know, they were a fresh set of eyes, and they looked at that and said, you know, you can really reconfigure this parking lot, mm -hmm. how this is laid out, and could, you know, one of the obstacles of having businesses in there could be the design that was designed for a previous era. That's a great way to put it. Um, both the parking lot and, and sometimes our roadways as well. And they, they look today like they did when they were built. And it's how exciting is it to be able to think we have capacity here um, that can really you know, change, change the dynamics out there. You know, some cities, they're, they're over capacity on their roadways or parking lots and stuff. But they don't have the same uh, ability to, ima to imagine the possibilities of something completely different. Yeah. And when you think of West Town, there's, you know, backs up right against the Residence Park neighborhood, and we have the um, RTA hub out mm -hmm. there. So um, a lot of potential that could come if we can get, um, you know, some new uh, resources, new investment into the West Town um, site. Oh, absolutely, especially right there by the VA, and it'll be right down the street from the Wright Factory site. Um, it really should be a great hub for that uh, geography. And when I looked at those plans, what I saw, they were really... You mentioned three um, really kind of key sites, mm -hmm. that VA, Westtown area, the um, Wright Factory, mm -hmm. and then um, Wright Dunbar. But mm -hmm. in the plans, what they, they were focusing on was that choice neighborhood planning that had gone on with Greater Dayton Premier Management. Mm -hmm. And there's that hope that we might at some point have the matching funds to leverage an implementation grant for Choice Neighborhood that would include DeSoto Bass, Germantown, and um, really kind of reconfigure that area. Um, mm -hmm. When I think of that, that right uh, factory site that mm -hmm. the library is going to go in. Yes, sir. And the piece that I um, think is, that we're going to have to do the hardest work is how do we connect the residential neighborhoods to that site because it's got some natural mm -hmm. um, boundaries, right? Yes. Um, from the residential neighborhoods that are out there. You have 3rd Street on one side, mm -hmm. you've got the 35 connector on the other, so you've got a lot of cars moving and not a whole lot of residents right around that library, and then the residences mm -hmm. on the other side of those um, thoroughfares where, you know, how do we get kids from those residential neighborhoods to that library so it's really accessible to them? Right, so there's a number of potential strategies, some of which were on the initial stages uh, thereof, I think the intersection of, of where Abbey crosses 35 is one place you have to look at. You can only do so much there because you're crossing, a, you know, um, such a essentially a controlled access highway. Other than I mean, that one intersection, how many lanes is there? Is that like eight lanes? It, it's a it's it's a lot. It, yeah. Let's let's say it's it's close to that. Um, but uh, I think there's some minor modifications you can make there. I think. Um, improvement of what's the former Inland Street uh, heading south from 3rd Street. Uh, and you, there's still the ability to do um, 
you know, signalized intersection there. In fact, I think the lights still may be there, or at least the infrastructure is there to do a controlled access intersection, a, a signalized intersection at Inland and, uh, and Third Street. Uh, we have a bikeway project that gets you underneath uh, 35 along um, Frontage Road, which is on the south east uh, part of, of the Wright Factory site. So it's certainly something that we're thinking of. We've put forth uh, for funding um, a, a project that would be uh, Transportation Al Alternatives, uh, is the name of it, which you do through MVRPC and, and, and ODOT uh, for improvements along uh, 3rd and Abbey as well. So it's, it's a great point. It's something that we're going to continue to have to hammer away at because it's an obstacle for sure. Sure. Um. So people can go online, they can look at those plans. Is there um, room for citizen input at this point um, with those plans? I mean, we've got the vision, sure. and you know, at some point we've got to get down to the tactical. So what, what type of engagement can there, can there be? The first answer is there's always time for engagement, right? <laughs> um, at this point on, on the northeast, uh, I'm sorry, the northwest or north central, uh, geography, it'll actually uh, be a plan board here probably the next month or so. Um, and uh, we will continue to do outreach with our stakeholders leading up to that. Uh, we will be happily put it on our, on our website uh, to get input on that. We're currently focusing on the Northeast uh, geography. Last week we had um, you know, some public, uh, public meetings and, and stakeholder meetings and it was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a big success. Uh, it was so neat to have neighborhood residents come out and speak about uh, what they'd like to see in their neighborhood and actually more than anything what they love about their neighborhood which you don't always get um, and so it was a really positive vibe uh, and uh, we of course will take that input and, and UDA will be back in town uh, first week of March and that's really when the big uh, opportunity especially in the Northeast Geography comes out where uh, they do the big open house and the pinup of the plans and, and things of that nature. People say, oh, I don't know that that's quite right, or that's not what I envisioned, or that's just what I thought. Um, these guys are, are first-class illustrators, first of all. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you won't find uh, somebody to do better illustrations and visuals. You, you've seen the plans, right. you know. Um, and so we're going to do everything we can to, to take advantage of that opportunity. So let's um, talk about that timeline again so people get a real, that really clear the timeline where we're at with each of the quadrants. Sure. And, um, and you're right, so um, I saw, saw some of the illustrations for along Salem Avenue oh, yeah. and North Main. Yeah, yeah. And uh, being a person who drives up both those um, corridors daily, mm -hmm. not multiple times a day, um, I get, you kind of get accommodated to seeing what's there. Yeah. And th probably the most important thing that UDA can do is help us imagine what could be there. And those illustrations certainly have done that in, mm -hmm. in, in you know, on Salem Avenue and in North Main. They're some really remarkable images that, mm -hmm. that could could be. And I don't think it's um, it's far fetched to say that they're within our our grasp. Well, they are. I mean, let's think about the corridors that you just said. Um, Salem will be going uh, through a rebuild, and and I think it's like 21, 22, 23, something along those lines. Uh, you know, we just had a public meeting about that. So Salem's going to be rebuilt, right. you know. And so this is the opportunity to get it right. You know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do that. Um, we know the Gem City market's going to happen. Uh, let's take this opportunity and, and try to create more than just a single, uh, you know, business, but, you know, can it be a, a hub, a business node uh, in that sure. area? Um, North Main, similarly, 
uh, we think we have a, a good uh, opportunity through a safety project to reconsider does it need to be um, the, the fastest four lane road in the city? Mm -hmm. Could it be, you know, somewhat parking or center turn lane and things like that to sure. make it more safe? Yeah. So they're happening. <laughs> there are parts of it that are happening. Yeah. Um, and so the timeline, just so people are clear. Oh, yeah, we forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so the west um, quadrant is completed and their work there is done. Mm -hmm. North, central, mm -hmm. again completed, but it's in the process of kind of coming through the planning board and to the commission to be Correct. fully adopted. Northeast is where there's active design work going on and engagement. So they were here just a week ago. They'll be back, did you say, beginning in March? First week of March. First yep. week of March. We'll, mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll need to um, get the places where, um, the times and places where people, if they want to come out and see the preliminary plans and, um, and give feedback on those, we can get that available for folks. Yeah, we want to distribute that news, that invitation yeah. out as, as wide as we can, because that's going to be a big open house type of meeting. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And then Southeast um, will be um, like third quarter of this year? Yeah, third quarter. So, yeah, I was going to say early fall, third yeah. quarter. That, that sounds great. Okay. We're really excited about Southeast, <laughs> too, and that, you know, it probably has has had less planning work uh, done to it and, and focused in that geography. So uh, it'll be a really interesting opportunity to take a look at some of the key um, catalytic projects. And so if we think about, so the question around engagement, so the, mm -hmm. the project in West Dayton, their design work's done. How do people engage there? Northeast, similarly, their UDA's design work's mm -hmm. done. It's coming through the planning board. Where can people engage on that? We know people can engage coming up first week of March for the south or for the northeast mm -hmm. quadrant and the southeast. People just need to be a little patient, but mm -hmm. come um, midsummer um, in, in into the fall, there will be opportunities to engage with the UDA process. So, how about um, West Dayton and North Central? Given the fact that UDA's work kind of done, well, we're always open for engagement. And and as you said, this is. At one level, this kind of UDA, almost urban design type of work, and implementation is going to always be ongoing. And, and, and so we're always open to engagement, uh, whether it's through your neighborhood association, whether it's through social media, or, or reaching out to the, say, planning department. Uh, we're always willing to talk about um, those ideas of neighbors and, uh, and what's going right and what's not. So um, it's always ongoing. Yeah. Um, you know, example of that was you, you mentioned that we had the public meeting around the Salem Avenue rebuild. Mm -hmm. That was two Thursdays ago, I guess. Um, what's the next step for um, that came out of that meeting? You got some feedback on that night. Right, it was, it was quite positive. I, I think um, there was some affirmation in the concept for the area closest to downtown, which is actually phase two. Mm -hmm. um, but for that area closest to downtown, we have uh, Excessive vehicular capacity uh, through that. You know how wide that is right. down there. So there was confirmation that, you know, this is a chance doing a rebuild uh, to really take another look at things. Can you incorporate wider sidewalks or a bikeway uh, or even a median or something along those lines? So we're, we're just, you know, I think it's a great opportunity and uh, it was very positive. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that I think I hear the most from citizens is. And you touched on this a little bit, you know, the visions are nice. Mm -hmm. What they really want to know or see is, you know, the things that touch them in their actual neighborhood. What, how do we, what's, I don't know, the process or the mechanics that you get from this broad arching vision down to some real tactical where people are seeing 
infrastructure improved, sure. um, properties demolished, um, maybe properties rehabbed, those kind of things. Well, you know, for me, from a planning standpoint, uh, the the kind of the output of this is similar that I can, you know, get from from city leadership as well is a sense of priorities. And you know, you and I both know when when everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. So it helps one understand uh, how to digest this, you know, fifty six square mile city and think about where are those particular areas where investment would go farther. Then um, every neighborhood's important, and, and we understand that we have responsibility to every neighborhood. But if you consider that one of the primary objectives here is to uh, bring forth outside investment and leverage other investment, I think um, it, this process helps inform those uh, most catalytic or potentially beneficial investments. And um, where, how can we uh, help you know bring forth future interest? And that response anticipates a question that we have up on Facebook is, um, do we have any organizational partners? And so can you talk about the different partners that have been involved with this and if there's someone new who wants to be a part of partnering with us, where they would um, plug in? Sure. When, when we reach out um, to uh, the respective geographies, we usually start with um, the neighborhood leaders. So obviously being involved with your neighborhood association and then those that um, that are most active in your neighborhood is, is a great start. We have organizational partners, um, Metro Parks and MVRPC and of course Citywide and uh, we're all working together on, on these um, particular ge geographic visions. Um, people can always reach out to the planning department and, and ask, you know, how do I get involved? I'm really excited about this idea. Um, we'd be, we're always happy to answer that. Is there a good number? Or a fit, or it would be our main number, uh, okay. 937, because we, we need to say the area code now, right? 937-333-3670 uh, is our main number at planning, and we're always uh, happy to engage and take uh, any input that uh, residents have. And when I think about organizational par partners, you know, I know that uh, in that Northeast, the, uh, some of the meetings that were held yeah. in the neighborhood were at the Dayton Children's Health Pavilion. Yeah. And Dayton Children's Hospital would be one partner in that quadrant because of, you know, the work they do and the presence that they have in that neighborhood. Yeah, I got to tell you, it, it was so interesting. It was a great place for, for them to host us. We really appreciated that. And, and we all learned so much uh, when we were talking to, to, to Dayton Children's as well as uh, Ron McDonald House. There was just... Uh, so much great stuff going on in, the, in that area. Um, so we work with the institutions in each respective geography as well, to your point. Great. <laughs> well, Tony, uh, thank you for coming and being our guest. My is pleasure. It, is there something I haven't asked that you, you, know, you think um, residents, citizens should know? We just appreciate all the engagement and uh, all, all the uh, interaction that we've had up through this point through UDA, and we anticipate it. Uh, you know, as we continue on, it's uh, it's been really fun. Uh, you know, just like I was just so excited about Northeast when when folks came out, and it just was, it was just a very positive experience. So. Well, Tony, thank you for coming and being My our pleasure, guest. Thank you for the enthusiasm you have for our city. My pleasure. Um, I want to say thank you also to the staff of Public Affairs, uh, Tony Bankston and Andrew Estevez and Melissa Lysath. Uh, Thank you to Laura Zeck, my legislative aide, who's helping here today to make sure that everything goes well. I um, want to remind folks that um, our next podcast will be on February 25th, and um, we're going to be talking about the, uh, you know, it's basketball season right now. And yeah. Dayton is mm -hmm. exceptionally excited about basketball, yes. given the success of the Dayton Flyers, and March is coming, so we're going to 
take a little break from the um, you know the serious work of neighborhood development and talk about First Dayton and um, opportunities that citizens have and the impact that First Dayton has for the city. But then we'll be back on March 10th and we'll be look, digging into kind of the question, you know, as we talked about this work, one of the questions comes up is around those nuts and, bat, both, nuts and bolts and the tactical work around neighborhood development. Mm-hmm. And so our podcast on March 10th will be focused on that. So, uh, Tony, again, thank you. Thank My you pleasure. for tuning in. If you want to be part of the interactive um, conversation and weren't live, post a question in the uh, comments and we'll be looking at those as well. And thank you and uh, have a great day.